Hey guys, we're going to be doing chapter 29, Burns. Um, I will warn you that I'm outside, so if you hear nature in the background, that's why for this one. Um, so starting at the beginning of the chapter, um, anatomy of the skin. Um, just a good thing to remember is why we have skin. Um, you know, it protects us from losing water. It regulates our temperature. It's a barrier against... Um, you know, viruses, bacteria, things that are gross. Um, obviously, it's vital for life. So when we're talking about burns, um, we need to remember that once we lose that skin, it's dangerous for so many reasons. I mean, fluid loss in the body. Um, we now can't protect ourselves from a lot of um, infections. We can't regulate our temperature. That's why with burn patients, you'll see as you go through the chapter that one of the main things uh, for treatment of burns is to keep the patient warm. Even if it's hot outside, if it's 90 degrees outside and you're sweating, your patient is needs to be warm. You need to turn on the heat. Um, covering them up obviously can be a challenge if they're burned really badly, but that's why we have burn blankets. Um, but that's a really important thing. So remember why we have skin and what it does for our body that'll help you understand why burdens can be so bad um so another thing is uh when we get burned um any bad burn i would say probably 10 percent of your body and more you're going to start talking about extreme fluid loss um which is i mean you got to get down to a cellular level to understand that uh, but it's just important for you to know and remember that you're going to lose fluid you lose fluid you're going to uh, decrease the amount of blood you have in your body. If you're decreasing the amount of blood that's going around in your body, um, you're not getting as much blood to your brain, to your vital organs, your kidney, um, your liver, and, and all those vital organs. So that's bad. Um, a lot of people who don't die from the burns or infection um, can die from renal failure and a lot of other things. So fluid loss is a big thing. Um, also remember that when we get burned, it depends on the type of burn that you're getting, but a lot of the times inhalation injury um, to the lungs can be just as bad. If you damage your lungs, now we can't oxygenate the blood that's left. So, um, you know, smoke alone is bad, but now if you're talking burned in a car fire or burned in, um, you know, inside a home where there's lots of synthetics, um, we're really damaging our lungs. Um, let's see. So, moving on in the chapter, um, how to classify burns. Um, you need to make sure you know how to classify the different burns. Um, superficial, the partial thickness, um, and full thickness. Um, the three levels, make sure that you understand what each of those are. Um, first degree burns uh, are your superficial. Uh, we've all had first degree burns, whether it's getting something hot on us or getting sunburned. Um, these can be painful because a lot of your nerve endings are up by the top of your skin. So, um, so that's superficial. Partial thickness is your, um, is also known or used to be known as second degree burns. Um, it's your epidermis and your dermis. Um, so that's bad. You, again, you have lots of nerve endings around the top of your skin and in your epidermis and dermis. So, Remember that these are going to be the really painful burns. Um, 
the superficial yes is going to hurt the partial thickness is going to hurt the worst out of all of your burns typically um again superficial you know if it's just the top layer it's not so bad it hurts it's not comfortable easy to come back from partial thickness burns now we're talking about that fluid loss um you're going to see blisters with these superficial burns which are good leave the blisters alone um you might see red skin it might be weeping um and it's going to hurt a lot so once you get into your full thickness burns now we've gone through all three layers of the skin um, this actually itself usually doesn't hurt the patient as much because you've now burned through all the skin and the nerve endings um, and they don't feel a lot of pain with these now remember if you got third degree burns somewhere you probably have second and first around it so they're still gonna have pain um, but full thickness can um, it it's bad right so now we have no way of regulating our temperature at all um, as a lot of the times this is down to the muscle sometimes it's down to the bone um, it can be it can be um, really hard to look at uh, I've had a few patients who have had some really bad burns like this um, I've had a patient who had full thickness burns to pretty much her entire both her lower legs uh, from an apartment fire where she was trying to crawl out passed out trying to get out the door and as her apartment was burning her legs were still inside the door and it burnt them down to the bone it was it was not good and she was still alive when we got there and the amount of burns from the flash burns rolling over her body coming out the door um, gave her a lot of second uh, degree partial thickness burns as well um, it was it wasn't good didn't end well um, so they can be really hard to look at I would say burns for me is the hardest thing to see on a patient um, partially because of the way it looks and partially because you know that they're hurting so bad and you just want to take that pain away um, so make sure you know your different levels of burns um, as far as classing classifying burns by uh, severity um, I guess I would say um, you need to make sure you're learning the different types of burns and what they look like and the signs and symptoms um, for each of them and then you need to make sure that you're learning your rule of nines um, if you can learn your rule of nines um, or I'm, I guess they call it the um, London Browder chart now um, if you can learn all that you will be able to understand um, the severity and how to classify them as far as the chart on table um, or table 29 the chart on page 878 um, you don't need to memorize that but just kind of get an idea of what percentage of burns and what types of burns it takes to make um, the severity minor moderate and major um, anytime we're we're adding um, things to the burns like trauma um, you know if it was a car accident and that's why they burnt got burned um, remember that don't get don't get sidelined by looking at the burns and remember that there might be other things wrong too if we're dealing with inhalation injuries um, and any other system now you're taking your burn patient who maybe was minor or moderate and you're gonna make it into a, a major injury um, a major burn just because we have other things going on with it um, so yes, yeah, so you don't have to memorize that chart, but you need to have an idea of, of um, how bad it is. Um, let's see. Um, age. 
Uh, remember, people who are young and people who are older are going to be affected by all these um, even worse than um, everyone else because they can't regulate their temperature as well um, outside of being injured or burned. Um, and then if they have comorbidities, um, like maybe they already have renal issues or um, I'm trying to think of some other things. Um, gosh, heart problems, things like that. Um, again, it's going to take any of these burns, burn injuries and make it even worse. So, uh, the rule of nines uh, is on page 879. It starts... Um, and then the chart that you can see is on page 880. Um, the figure on 29.5 is the London Browder chart. Um, I guess most people will use the rule of nines in general. I'll be honest, I've never taken a, a patient to the hospital and off the and just been able to tell the doc, oh, they're 32% burned. You, you just kind of, when we call these in, we just make sure we let... Uh, the doc know um, or the ER know, you know, um, patient has second degree burns to their entire left arm or to their chest and face. You know, we just kind of will give them a general body area that's burned. They can do the rule of nines and figure it all out. Um, or often, honestly, I'll have to go back and look. If I'm going to chart the rule of nines and how much is, is burned, I'm going to have to pull up the chart and just kind of think about it because you know, what if there's third and second degree burns? Well, you got to chart them differently. So, um, but, but it's good to know um, the rule of nines. I would put money on it that you will have a burn patient scenario on your nationally, national registry test. And I, I bet you uh, it'll involve the rule of nines. Um, and how they would probably say it is, you know, you have a... 32-year-old female patient with um, second-degree burns to their um, anterior body torso, and it's covering, you know, 18% of their body. So th that's how they're going to word it. They probably won't make you figure out the, what percentages burn, but they'll tell you what percentages burned and what type of burns, and then you need to know how bad that is and do your treatment based on that. So that's probably how you'll see the rule of nines when it comes to the registry. Um, let's see. Um, and then look at the infant one too. It's a little bit different for infants. They're proportioned differently. They're smaller. Um, so their numbers are going to be a little bit different. Um, let's see. The different types of burns. Make sure you know each one. Um, thermal, inhalation, chemical, electrical, radiation. Um, make sure you know all the different types and what that means. Because if you should know. I mean, anyway, and a lot of these are going to be common sense, but uh, if you are en route to a call and you hear that you have a chemical burn, well, that gets you thinking a different line of thought than an electrical burn. You know, electrical burns, we're thinking, okay, so they're burned from electricity. You're probably going to have a spot where the power went in or the electricity went in and it's going to come out. So you're looking for a couple different injured areas. Um, you also know that you need to worry about their heart. Um, hopefully it hasn't caused them to go into cardiac arrest. The good news is with burn patients from electrical burns, um, as long as um, they're not burned badly, um, these cardiac arrests are, can be easy to get back because you put an AED on them and you shock their electrical rhythm of their heart back into a normal rhythm and it's easy to get them back. Um, so again, 
different burns mean different things. You know, you're thinking chemical burn, you're thinking, okay, what chemical burnt them? Because there's so many chemicals out there. Are you going to a farmer's field and you're dealing with anhydrous ammonia type things? Are you going to some um, industrial site where they have God knows what kind of chemicals? And you can look those up ahead of time if you know. So you're thinking different things. When you're thinking thermal burns, this is heat to the body. So you know, you're thinking, okay, did they get burned by a stove or by hot water, steam, flames, um, that kind of thing, again, which can lead you to think different injuries. Um, let's see. Uh, radiation burns. Um, you know, we, we don't really get a lot of those. Um, well, I say that, but uh, now, and watch, we'll probably end up with something like that. I live by the nuclear power plant, so uh, luckily I don't cover that area. Um, but we're thinking those more with, um, with nuclear power plants, weapons of mass destruction, that type of thing. If we ever have to deal with these kinds of burns, we've got other issues going on. Um, let's see, causes of burns. Um, you know, flame, contact, um, let's see, scalding, steam burns, electrical, flash, gas, um, read about them all, know the different types and what you're going to see with them. That's important. Um, and then when we get into your assessment, this is where things can um, can be difficult for, for a lot of people, again, because these burns can look so bad. Um, again, remember that um, even though it looks bad, it might not be as bad as it looks. And remember that your patient uh, still needs to be comforted if they're awake and they're still alert. Um Make sure you're still talking to them, and please don't show them that how bad it is by your reaction, which can be hard. Um, when you're doing your assessment, you want to remove clothing. I mean, obviously, make sure if it's a chemical or something that you're protecting yourself. But uh, make sure you get their clothing removed, jewelry off. Um, we, As burns progress in stages, um, they can start to swell pretty bad. So you want to get any type of watches, rings, that kind of stuff off. Um, cut off their clothing. If it's stuck to their skin, if they're patient, if you're, like, a lot of the times they'll screen printing, um, like, things that are on shirts. Um, that can actually turn into basically, like, a glue when that gets burned on someone's t-shirt. Um, it can then stick to the skin. So be careful that if you're cutting off someone's clothes and something is stuck to the skin, uh, cut around it and leave it in place. Um, don't pull on it. Um, and then remember, now you're taking these clothes off these people and they're burned. So now they're, again, not able to regulate their temperature. They're losing heat. They're losing fluid. You need to get them covered up. Um, all services have burn sheets. They're sterile. Obviously, once you open them, they're not sterile. And in our environment, we're not, a lot, we're not really capable of keeping them sterile. But it's sterile when it comes out. So once you get the clothes off people... Put the burn sheet on them if they have significant burns to large area. Get them covered up and then you can put blankets carefully on top of um, those to help keep them warm. Um, you know, get them out of the elements as soon as you can uh, and get them into your truck. Turn on the heat and you're going to be sweating and you're going to be miserable and hot, but you need to keep these people warm. They can't do that themselves right now, so you have to do that for them and you're doing that by... Um, covering them up and turning on the heat. Um, let's see. Uh, make sure that if you have any 
um, burns to the airway or mouth that you're monitoring that, um, keeping an eye on them. Um, airway can, your airway can start to swell after you get burns, but um, that tends to happen a little bit down the road. You still need to monitor the airway. That doesn't give you an out, but just know that that tends to not happen until, I mean, starting close to an hour afterwards. We had a the, one of the burn unit docs from uh, Hennepin County come and give us a talk once at North, and I guess I was surprised to learn that that burns from especially flash injuries or flame uh, burns, uh, if that's going to cause swelling in your airway, it's going to be a little bit down the road, not immediately. And I guess I had always thought that it would happen right away. But again, doesn't mean things can't happen and change. Make sure you're monitoring the airway. Um, they need ALS care. They need to be intubated um, and an advanced airway placed in case that happens. So um, also remember, if we're dealing with burn patients, they need to go to a burn center. So if you get a scenario on your registry about a burn patient, they go to a burn center. In Minnesota, our specialty burn centers are like Hennepin County um, Medical Center, or I'm sorry, it's now Hennepin Health Hospital. Uh, regions, I think Duluth has one. So just make sure you know where your closest ones are. And if you're working out in rural country, you're calling for a helicopter for any type of moderate, moderate or severe burn. Um, minor burns, you're fine. You can transport those patients yourself uh, to the hospital, um, an ALS truck, obviously. But um, if you have a severe burn patient or moderate, you need to be calling for a helicopter. Um, let's see. So your assessment, you're getting the clothes off, you're getting all their jewelry off, covering them up, keep it clean. Um, sterile dressings go on burns only. Um, make sure that uh, you're not damaging the area anymore. We're not putting pressure on these. Um, if the burn area is so great that you can't cover it up with st sterile dressing, then we just use that burn sheet. Um, so make sure you know the care. Um, there's a nice chart on page 884 that kind of gives you the different classifications, which layers are burned, and then signs and symptoms. So make sure you maybe you take a picture of that and study that. Um, let's see. Um, I'm, on page 886, it shows some different pictures of extremity burns and appendages. Um, it's uh, They're nice pictures. <laughs> In reality, whether you're not, you're going to be able to to do that, I guess you'd have to have some pretty isolated burns. Typically, um, we don't spend a lot of time um, putting gauze in between each finger and toe and wrapping it up. If, um, it would have to be a pretty isolated incident to the hand or feet to be doing that. Um, but not, by all means, if you have the time and that's what, what you need to do, go ahead and do it. Um, remember when we're talking about chemical burns, um, if they have any of the chemicals still on them. If it's a powder, that's easy. You can get it brushed off carefully. Um, hopefully the fire department is responding with you and can help with decon if needed. Um, you need to figure out what type of chemical you're dealing with before you go rinsing it off with water, um, touching it um, with um, 
I mean, anything, obviously. Don't touch it with your hands. You should have gloves on anyway. And some of these are going to need special PPE. So you make sure you have a fire department coming. Um, they've got turnout gear. They've got hazmat capabilities. We don't on the ambulance. So um, make sure you're figuring out what it is that you're dealing with before you uh, start touching or treating. Um, the uh, safety data sheets are a good reference. Poison control is a great reference, and you should remember that phone number, 1-800-222-1222. Um, so you can always call. Uh, they have those books, and they have access to that stuff. Personally, um, since I'm not responding with the fire department, if I get some type of chemical incident, which I have in the past, um, then I just call poison control and I try to have the number or the name of the chemical with uh, obviously they can't look it up if you don't know what it is um, so let's see again electrical burns remember that the burns are important to treat but make sure that your patient is breathing and has a heartbeat um, and if it's uh, a cardiac arrest or uh, abnormal rhythm, don't be surprised because enough electricity can interrupt the uh, electrical part of your heart. Um, remember, most of these burns, unless it's a minor um, burn that's just superficial, you need ALS care. Um, if for nothing else, then pain control because burns hurt. Um, the most pain I've seen people are in, are in um, my burn patients. Um, are the most pain so and I you know luckily we don't get a ton of them but I've seen some really nasty flash burns um, you know the lady that was stuck in the apartment that was the worst thing I've ever seen in my career that was horrible um, it's sad um, they don't always have a good outcome um, so do the best you can keep them clean keep them warm get them to a burn hospital and um, do the best you can so that's, I'm just going through the rest of the pages in your chapter, but um, I know the algorithms that they put at the end of the chapters are a little daunting. Uh, but just remember, you're starting with your, you know, your normal patient assessment for a trauma, you know, scene safety, primary assessment. And if the airway's compromised, you might get stuck on airway. Um, so let's see. Otherwise, still going. I think that's kind of it. Um, let me know if you have any questions. And um, remember that it's not a bad idea to do the quizzes in the beginning of the chapter. Um, and also, I know the pictures are hard to look at, but looking at the pictures and getting an idea ahead of time of what you might be seeing or dealing with is, is good. It's better to see it now than to see it in real life and, and be shocked. So, all right. That's all I got for you.